Hi everyone, welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. I hope you all had a wonderful weekend celebrating Valentine's Day or National Single Awareness Day, whichever it was for you. This week is also special as it is National Kindness Week, a week set aside to help people remember to be on the lookout for opportunities to be kind. I love talking about this because it is such an important thing to do, not just for a week, but all year long. Sadly, this is not on most of our radars. Kindness is not as common as it used to be. People are usually so wrapped up in their own needs, daily plans, and business that they forget to notice others or don't want to take the time to be kind. But we, especially as believers, should never be too busy to take the time to be kind. We are told to be kind-hearted. Do you know that there are two traits that are forever remembered? Those who were selfish and those who were kind. These two words are often used to describe someone, whether they are currently living or have already passed on. People will say they are or were such a kind person or they were very selfish. We are called to make a difference. I know I talk about it a lot, but it's because it's important. But sometimes I think we get wrapped up in the idea that to make a difference is something big but it doesn't have to be. Sometimes it is the smallest things that are remembered the most. I want to share two stories with you today, one that happened to me personally and one that I witnessed firsthand. When I graduated from college, I had hopes, like most of my classmates, of finding a job soon after that was directly in my field. But the Lord had other plans. Let me say that looking for jobs is tiring and can wear you down completely, especially since most of the job searches are done online. I don't know about you, but I miss the days when you could have a chance to just fill out an application and talk to a real person instead of a computer who can't look or listen to the type of person you are or form an impression. Face-to-face is always better than screen-to-screen, so you can imagine my excitement when I heard about a job fair that was going to take place nearby and it promised hundreds of jobs. Keep that in mind. Now, Can I just ask you a quick question? When you read that there are that many jobs, don't you picture a room filled with tables all packed in so nicely with lots of people? Me too. I was determined to be prepared. So I immediately printed off 15 resumes, attached my business card, and had my large portfolio ready to go. The day finally arrived and I was pumped. I was excited. I left extra early so that I could have time to find a place and be one of the first ones there. When I arrived at the address listed, I thought it it must be a mistake. It didn't quite look like what I had imagined. It was a little bit smaller and there wasn't really much advertisement, but I parked my car, still hopeful at the promised opportunities inside. That hope dwindled very quickly when I walked in and discovered that the job fair with hundreds of jobs, remember that, was in fact being held inside two very small conference rooms with a max of maybe 50 tables that mainly consisted of FedEx, Publix, Taco Bell, and temp agencies. Now, nothing against that, but that was not the job I was looking for or the one that was really advertised. The one organization listed as attending, the one graphic agency that I really wanted to talk with, could not be found anywhere. So naturally, I went to the person in charge of the fair and asked them where the booth would be. This person said, oh, yes, absolutely. They're here. Let me show you where they are. So she led me to the booth, which ended up being a security agency firm, which is a far cry from what I had asked them. I didn't see how security and graphics design had anything in common. But to be honest, I'm still not even sure how that person was in charge, but that's neither here nor there. 
So after that, I took several more laps around the room just to make sure I didn't miss them. But with each lap, my heart sank lower and lower. Finally, I realized it was useless to look anymore. No one was hiring for a graphics designer. So me and my 15 resumes, business cards, and very large portfolio slowly made our way back to the car. I can't even begin to describe the feelings I was experiencing. I had been looking forward to this job fair for two weeks. I had taken time off from my current job, which is not easy to do since I do two jobs with different schedules. And that means that when I take off from one, I am losing hours at another and it felt like a huge waste of time. When I got in my car, I quickly dumped my portfolio and all those resumes into the backseat. I didn't even care where they landed. And I began my long one hour commute to my other job. As the minutes ticked by, I could feel my heart sinking deeper and deeper and before long the tears just began to flow. I tried to keep them under control since I didn't want to add an accident to my already souring day. I have to be perfectly honest, I was battling some severe depression that day. I had worked so hard to make it through school and make good grades. To be a diligent student, I had a student loan that was due and I still did not have a job that would enable me to pay it off a little faster, which had been my plan. Now, I do want to make it clear that I am very grateful for the two jobs I have. I work with some amazing, wonderful people, but I long for the day when I could just have one job, just one. It would be such a luxury. In that moment of deep discouragement, I was having trouble remembering that God is good. I'm going to be fully honest here. I was struggling to remember, did he really love me? I was feeling super low. I couldn't understand why God had let me see that job fair and why the people I really needed to talk to, the very ones I needed, were the ones that did not show up. Can anyone else relate to this at this point? Well, as many people do, when they are feeling so low, they get themselves a dose of chocolate and I am no different than anyone else. I pass a Starbucks on my way to work, home of my absolute favorite pick-me-up drink ever, a peppermint mocha. And at that exact moment, I could actually hear it calling my name. Sarah, come get a dose of chocolate delight for your depressed soul. Okay, not really, but I could almost taste that warm beverage. So I made a beeline for the Starbucks parking lot. As soon as I pulled in, I realized that while it may have been helpful to let some of those tears fall, it is not so easy to make it look like you haven't been crying before walking in and placing an order. I really hadn't thought this through, but I really wanted that shot of chocolatey goodness. So I quickly looked in the visor mirror and wiped away the evidence as best as I could, convincing myself that no one would ever know. <laughs> that was my mistake. <laughs> I was greeted by a super sweet barista who took my order. As she rang me up, she asked if the weather had gotten to me too. You see, I forgot that when you cry, your nose kind of begins to drip a little bit, causing you to make that periodic sniffing sound, which I was doing unconsciously. When she asked the question, this thought ran through my head. Well, I can't lie, but did she have to ask? I could feel the tears well up again. You know how it is. Once you start, it's just about anything will set it off again. I quickly said as nicely and as calmly as I could muster without falling apart. No, it's just been one of those mornings. With a look of understanding, she simply handed me my receipt and I went to wait for my chocolate antidote. As I stood there, I watched her grab my cup and a black Sharpie and I, I knew instantly what she was doing and that made me tear up even more. Soon my coffee was ready and as she handed it to me with the written side facing me so I wouldn't miss it, she said, my grammar isn't very good, but I hope you have a good day. I could 
only manage a smile as I turned and rushed out the door, feeling the tears getting ready to spill out again. As I drove to work, I cried even more. You see, it is so easy to forget that the sun is still there. Even when the clouds roll in, the sky grows dark and the temperature lowers, but the fact remains that behind those boisterous and often intimidating clouds, the sun still shines. And so it is with God's love. When discouragement begins to squeeze our soul and the trials come in all their fury, we are tempted to believe God doesn't care. Like the disciples who ran to Jesus saying, Master, carest thou not that we perish? It is in the midst of the storms that we must make a choice to believe the promises of God. I know it's hard. Believe me, on that day, I could only see the clouds and I could feel the cold wind blow over my soul. Satan was doing his best to whisper lies into my heart to tell me that God didn't really care about me. He didn't love me. I found myself drifting to let myself believe those lies, but that's all it was, a lie. The truth was God never left me. He never abandoned me. His love was always there and he used a little Starbucks barista who took an opportunity to show kindness and compassion to a red-nosed, sniffling girl and remind her of the wondrous truth of who he is. Now, for those of you curious about what was on the cup, she wrote, hope you have a great day. Smiles always make people better. And you know what? It did. That is the power of one small act of kindness. This is why I am forever talking about being kind because kindness is one way we can make a difference, more of a difference than we may realize. My memory of what that barista looks like may fade over time, but her kind deed will always be remembered. That is the power of kindness. It lives on forever. Now, I want to share one other little story with you. I was at the airport to pick up a friend who was visiting me, and as I made my way inside, I noticed a woman struggling with her luggage. She had two large rolling suitcases and a couple of carry-ons plus one person. I mean, she was packed to the hilt. She had everything but the kitchen sink, really. She was fighting to keep it all together when suddenly another woman, a complete stranger, came up beside her and offered to help carry some of her things. The look of gratitude was evident on the woman's face along with some relief. As the two made their way inside, they chatted easily like they'd been friends forever. They introduced themselves and seemed at perfect ease. Once inside, the kind stranger made sure that there was nothing else she could do before leaving. After a quick hug, which I thought was so sweet, the kind lady made her way into a different direction. I couldn't help but smile as I watched this scene unfold. That one kind deed meant the world to that lady at that moment. Someone had not only seen her struggle, because see, we, we look a lot. We do sometimes observe a few things, but without being asked, this other lady came alongside and acted. She made it better. She said, what can I do to help? And she did something. I wonder... How often have we let those little opportunities go by? We tend to get caught up in the big stuff, the grand gestures of kindness, like giving money or helping someone after a tragedy has occurred, but kindness is kindness no matter how small it may seem. Helping someone with their luggage or taking time to notice someone's tears and write them a note of encouragement can make just as deep an impression as giving money to someone who lost their house. Every day, we have a chance to be kind, to bring a little sunshine into a person's life like sending an encouraging text to someone who you haven't contacted in a while or writing a letter, yeah, like a handwritten letter and mailing it to someone just because. Do you know how exciting it is to actually get a note in the mail that's not a bill? I mean, that's that's great. That's about the only thing I ever get lately is bills, but 
um, recently I've gotten a few actual letters and it is encouraging. It is just, it brings such a smile to my face to know that somebody thought of me, took the time to handwrite a note and go to the post office, get a stamp and mail it. That meant the world to me. Little things usually stay with us. The memory of that little thing yields a smile each time it comes up and encourages us to do it for someone else, like the pay it forward. You know, sometimes somebody, you'll get up to the, the checkout counter and say, oh, someone's already paid for it and it keeps going and going. That's a wonderful thing, but it began with one person. Sometimes it you need to be that one. Because, you know, I think the thing is we like to hold back. We wait for somebody else to do it, but maybe God wants you to be the person to start it. God has called us to be different, a people who reflect his love to the world. And what better way to show his love than to be kind? Kindness is one of the easiest things we can do. It requires no money, only eyes to see. Sometimes just giving a cashier a compliment or letting someone go ahead of you in line is an easy way to be kind. But you never know. Maybe that person that you let go in front of you really had an appointment to get to and they were struggling with the delay. Or maybe that cashier had had some bad news or had been chewed out by somebody else or some impatient retail customer. We've all been there. And your little compliment or your little kind thing of letting someone go ahead of you could make the difference for them to remind them that there still are kind people in the world because kindness is, like I said, it's becoming a rarity. And sometimes we forget that it even exists. And I think that's really sad. As God's chosen people, we are to make a difference. We are to stand out, not by being holy, like holier than thou and knowing so many scripture verses. You can know as many Bible verses as you want, but if you do not act them out, they're of no value to you. Faith without works is dead, is what James says, and we must be a people of action. Can I encourage you today to go out of your way to be kind, to take a moment to pray, asking the Lord to show you someone who is in need. I promise there is no shortage of people, and I promise that if you do pray that way. He will show you something. My desire is to be remembered as a person who was kind, who went the extra mile, who was thoughtful and was aware of those who were hurting. What about you? How do you want to be remembered? And with that question, I want to wrap up today's episode. Have you ever been the recipient of a kindness? I would love to hear about it. And even featured in the Sit Still My Daughter magazine because there's a section called Seeds of Kindness. You can email me your story at learningtositstill at gmail.com. Don't forget that you can still purchase a copy of the new spring edition of the magazine. And if you haven't, there are still copies left of the winter edition. Maybe you know someone who could use some uplifting stories and encouragement. Just visit sitstillmydaughter.com, purchase a copy. You can put their address in and let me know that's where you want it to go. And if you even want to include a few extra notes, I am more than happy to include a little card to let them know you were thinking of them and wanted to make them your recipient of being kind. Now, can I ask you for one small kindness? Would you leave me a review on whatever platform you listen to this podcast? Reviews help potential listeners find me and know whether they want to listen or not. And that would be a huge blessing to me. I pray that you have a wonderful week and that you will always, always make time to be kind, to have eyes to see, to be women of compassion to a world that is in dire need. I promise that God will bring them into your life. And you know what's interesting? Often when we're kind to somebody else, we get gratification out of that. It's not a monetary thing or that look what I did, but it's, I was kind to somebody that smile on their face. 
I was part of that. That's something really special. Know that nothing pleases God more than when we show his love to others. We are his ambassadors. We are to shine into this dark world. We are to be a beacon. Let's all seek to be like that kind barista who reminded me that even when the clouds roll in, the sun is still shining. Mm -hmm.